0: Hello and welcome to a special edition of Radio St Andrews, a show to commemorate the events in Scapa Flow, precisely a hundred years ago today. With you today is Xander Bailey, Danny Randall and I, Mellon Cooper. We bring an exciting range of articles on the theme of Scapa Flow. First of all, we go to Danny for today's news. Hello and welcome to the news on this day, Friday the 21st of June 2019. It was 100 years to this day that the Germans scuttled their fleet in Scapa Flow after the end of World War I. Events all over Orkney are set to commemorate this important piece of history. A total of 52 ships on the high seas fleet were lost when Rear Admiral Ludwig von Reuter gave a command to sink the ships. We will hear more about this later on the programme when P7 tell the story of what happened on that day. Other news today, Orcadians celebrate the longest day in summer solstice. This is when the longest number of daylight hours is recorded. This year, people from across the globe will be taking part in raising money for those affected by Alzheimer's. Lastly, there has been a report of a lost cat in Kirkwall. A ginger tabby went missing from Scapa Court yesterday and didn't come home for his biscuits at tea time. He goes by the name Cat and has four legs and a tail. Now we go to the Met Office for the weather. Hello and good morning to you. Today will be a crack of a drying day. This morning will begin very, very windy, blowing a huly gale force 8 from the east with gusts up to 80 miles per hour. so be sure to shut your windows and double peg your washing on the line. Tomorrow's weather will begin bright and dry with snow showers in the west mainland, especially in Doonby and Strumness. Brightening in the afternoon to be a lovely summer's day with a high of 16 degrees in the east mainland. Trencher rain will soon roll in from the north bringing in a fresh breeze. The sea will become choppy, so if you're going on a boat, bring your sick bags. Cold winds will linger, bringing, bringing with it a chance of hailstones and fog lightning. The outlook for the remainder of, of the week, a high pressure is pushing it away from the south, bringing with it hot temperatures, so you think it could be at least 19 degrees by the end of the week. So put on your shorts and have fun. Head over to Scarborough Beach and you can have a nice dip in the sea. Put on the barbecue too. Back to the studio. Thank you for that, P7B. Sounds like an interesting day of weather in Orkney today. Now we go to Primary Five at St Andrews, who have been finding out about what the wildlife of Scapa Flow. Scapa Flow is just thriving with a huge variety of wildlife, both above and below the water. So, folks, stay tuned for this next section. It's time to talk about the wildlife of Scapa Flow. As we join Scapa Scababla- Splash bottle. hi, folk, and welcome aboard. Just a few safety rules I need to remind passengers of. Number one, you must wear your life jacket. Number two, swimming or jumping off the boat is not allowed. Also, please do not harass or pester the wildlife and please no feeding or touching. Three, the most important rule is have a terrific time and stay safe. Four, we hope your adventure with us, that one that you will remember for years to come. I have a board with me today, Rowan, Archer, Neve. We, they will be helping me along the way with our tour. Let's go! Orkney is a paradise for bird watchers and wildlife lovers. Many species of wildlife make Orkney their home. Orkney is well known for its birds, particularly its fantastic seabirds such as curlews, oyster catchers, fumars and common gods. On our tours we often come across nosy otters, beautiful puffins, Seals and orcas. At Scapa Flow, grey seals and harbor seals are often spotted on our tours. Grey seals have their pups in October and November, whilst the harbor seals have their pups in June and July. Fifty percent of the world's grey seals are found here in Orkney. Basking sharks are sometimes found cruising on the surface in the summer. Fun fact, basking sharks cannot eat anything bigger than a grapefruit because they have filters in their mouths. They are harmless, blind, and they can't eat people. We are very lucky to have on board with us today a group of divers who would like to tell us about their adventures beneath the waves. There seems to be a lot more life underwater compared to ten years ago. There is a lot of bright marine lifeboats doing there, and seven wrecks lie on the seabed of Scapa Flow. The wrecks Our successful ecosystem, Scapa Flow, is a world famous diving destination. Hi, I'm Katie and I really enjoy diving. The changing weather brings a changing sea life at Scapa Flow. In the spring, the water starts to warm and it triggers an algae bloom which reduces visibility for us divers, but it's just for a few days. Then the creepy yet intriguing coon jellies and moon jellies come out, but neither of the two jellyfish found at Scapa Flow can stay human. So you're safe! In the autumn, there is another algae bloom. The bloom will clear when winter begins. It's a bit cold, but I can assure you it's worth the view at the bottom. Horsemoxel forms beds that become home for many creatures including fish and shellfish. Feather duster worms can be seen attached to the wrecks and fluttering in the current. Starfish and urchins cover the wrecks and inject lots of colour to the ocean bottom. The Seven-Armed Starfish can be found in Scatterflow. It is red, orange, brown and yellow in colour. Now if you're going down for a peek of the rocks, watch yourself. Nukes and crannies provide the perfect hiding spots for the crabs and lobsters. Hermit crabs are often found scuttling along the ground. Fun fact for you guys, lobsters taste with their legs and even eat each other. Now onto the fish. Zooming around the wrecks, you will see lots of pollock and safe. In the summer, they seem to grow in numbers and size, but they are not so keen to be seen by us divers. They will tend to go into the quieter areas of the wreck. Cod and Ling will also try to escape us. I think they're camera shy. Now, not all the fish are of us divers. The rats are always forthcoming in getting their photo taken. They seem to gather when we're down there and they patrol the wrecks. Right Logan, it's back to you in the studio. We'll catch up with you later once we're back on land. Visit our website. Thanks Alimeh, we'll post more information on the Splashy Scapa Tour on our website for you. Stay tuned folks, next our next competition and you don't want to miss it! Now folks, it's that exciting time again. It's time for today's competition. Today we give you the Scapa Bird Challenge. We will share with you the four different calls of birds found at Scapa Flow you have to guess which bird to call you here. Let's meet caller one. We have the lovely Ellen from Ham on the line. Hello Ellen, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Just put up my washing out. It's a nice day for it. Are you ready to start? I am ready.
1: Beep, 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 beep.
0: Second call was a common gull, next was a curlew, number four, I'm not sure, I'll have to pass. Sorry Ellen, two out of four today, thanks for calling. Let's see if caller two can guess the four bird calls. We have Leo from Tankenus who is going to have a go. What are you up to today? Oh, I've just cut the grass before it rains. Are you ready to start? I'm ready. Okay, I. Okay, I think it was an oyster catcher, common gull, curlew, and a puffin. So close, Leo. Three out of four today. Thanks for giving us a ring. Right, color three. Are you there? We have Lily from Ho- Ham on the line. Are you there? Oh, I think she's gone. Right, color four. Shazia from Tom. Let's go. Beep. 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 Then a common gull, then a curly and the last one was a full mar. I know my birds well. Well done Shaza. you guessed them all correctly. We hope you have enjoyed the wildlife of Scapa Flow by Primary 5. We'll pass on to Primary 6 for the history of Scapa Flows. Thank you P5, that was very interesting. Must head out to Hawksow with my binoculars this afternoon and see what I can spot. Next, we are going to hear a potted history of Scapa Flow from P6. This Orkney fudge ice cream is delicious, Granny. Yes, thank you Granny and Granny for buying us these. You're welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying them. It's so peaceful here. I think Scapa Beach is my favourite place in the whole of Orkney. Just look at that view. Miles and miles of open blue sea. Well, it's not always been like that. Really? Why? What was it like? Let's go back over a hundred years. Oh, I like a good story. In 1812, the Royal Navy registered Scam flow as a suitable place to anchor ships. Why would the Navy need a place here, though? It's so peaceful. Unfortunately, in, in 1914, World War I broke out, and a reliable base would be needed in the North of Scotland. On the 31st of May, 1916, the British met the Germans as the Battle of Jutland took place. That sounds terrible, but why was Scapa Flow chosen? The the smaller island around Orkney provided a natural harbour for the vessels. At 11.20pm on the 9th of July 1917, HMS Vanguard blew up at the anchor in Scapa Flow. Two people survived of 845 people on board. That's horrendous, 842 people died. There are a lot more historical facts. On the 28th of October 1918, a German submarine tried to sneak into Scapa Flow, but was blown up when spotted by the British Navy. Luckily, on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, in 1918, a peace agreement was signed. Phew, thank goodness Mr. Slammer, that. As part of the agreement, Germany were to surrender 74 of their high seas fleet. These came into Scapa Flow, causing a great deal of excitement, 74 German ships out there. Then, on the 21st of June 1919, a group of children, about your age, ordered the flying Kestrel for a trip to see the German ships a bit closer. The children from Stromness were under strict instructions that they should not communicate in any way with the Germans. I would have found it really exciting being that close to German ships. You will maybe feel differently when you hear that. On this very day, the Germans decided to scuttle their fleet. What does scuttle mean? The Germans opened up the valves on the ships, allowing water to enter them and sink them. 52 ships were sunk and the rest were beached. What a waste of good ships. Did the Germans die when they sank them, the ships? No, the Germans climbed into rolling boats just before they went down. Hmm. From 1920, to 1930, the Cox and Dank's Company started to salvage the ships that were now lying on the seabed. What taking the Germans several hours to sink, it took 17 years to raise. Seven ships remain there to this day. Unfortunately, peace only lasted for about 20 years. In 1939, war broke out once more. Oh no! Not again. On the 13th to 14th of October 1939, the Germans and Meek again crept into the Flow. This time, however, it was not detected and successfully sank HMS Royal Oak. In this attack, 833 lives were lost. 833? Not more lives lost. In May 1914, Churchill barriers were started. To protect the capital flow from any further attacks. Ships and from attacks from ships and submarines. Wow, I didn't realise that. I thought the birds were just here to drive around South London. Oh no, they were built to defence. Today the remains of seven German ships and other wrecks in the flow provide experiences for so keen divers who lost histories maybe one day i will go out there and explore these fascinating wrecks myself thanks for sharing your your stories with me i hope we never go to war again thank you p6 for the interesting summary of the history of scapa flow p7l and b will now be telling us the story of the events of the 21st of june 1919 handing it over to you p7 On the 21st of June 1919, Ruhr Admiral Ludwig von Reiter was getting ready for a day ahead. Fully expecting to hear the armistice talk were complete, he was dressed up in his best uniform, his medals worn on his chest with pride. He was the head of the German fleet, which had surrendered and had been held in Scapa Flow for several months since November 1918. Reuter only had a four-day-old newspaper to rely on his information. He believed the Amherst's papers would be signed that day. Little did he know that the peace talks had been extended for two more days. The British Navy ships had left Scatterflow at 9.30 that morning, and Reuter began to smell a rat. He thought his ships were going to be seized, and did not wish for the enemy to gain final control of his precious fleet. That morning, a group of school children from Strumness Primary and Secondary were setting out on an extraordinary sh- trip. They were excited because today was a very special day as they were going on a boat, the Flying Kestrel, to see all the German ships in Scapa Flow. They were disappointed as all the British ships had left earlier that day to do a torpedo exercise, so the Flying Kestrel left from this pier at half past nine in the morning the children were under strict rules there would be no waving no cheering or rudeness but there would certainly be no friendliness or waving to the germans the children thought this wasn't very nice as they passed one ship the germans formed their nose at them which was not appreciated one boy from linus was given the job of naming the ships, stating their tonnage, and which guns were aboard. The teachers thought it would be a bit of fun to note down how many ships they could see and what their names were. Sailing through the flow, the children were unaware of what chaos awaited them. John Tullock is an eight-year-old boy who lived on Kava. He took his cows out onto the calf of Kaba one morning and he decided to take a rest. He sat down, but then suddenly he heard a bell. At first he thought it was the church bells ringing in Orford, but then he heard it coming from the German battleships. He saw a ship slowly turning on its side. John had seen this done before to clean the bottom of the ship and to get the seaweed and barnacles off. But this time it was going too far. It hovered there for a little while, but then to his horror it turned right over so the red bottom was showing. He could see jets of water bubbling out of the ship. He saw the dirty white flags blowing in the wind. He thought this was strange because German sailors were instructed not to put up their flags. Then he realised all the ships were starting to sink. The Flying Kestrel was going around German ships, but then one of the ships started shuddering and sinking. Then the boat started sinking. There was an ear-piercing screech from the steam in the boilers. Then there was water jets shooting up. The Flying Kestrel was told to reach out immediately to shuddering the pier as fast as possible. Meanwhile, the British Navy had been told about what the Germans were doing and rushed back to the floor to try to save the ships from sinking. The German ships were sinking fast and to John Tulloch's horror all the sailors that weren't drowning or the nine which were shot were all coming towards Cava. John Tulloch had already lost his father and grandfather during the war but his first and second uncle had been home and discharged from the army. His third uncle was still in Germany. John was brought up to fear the Germans. John Tulloch saw the Germans swimming for their lives to cover. John was frightened the the Germans were coming closer and closer, so John fled home as fast as he could to escape the Germans. Meanwhile on the flying kestrel the children were looking in amazement as all the ships that they had came on this trip to sea were sinking before their eyes. All around them were the belongings of the Germans floating around in the water. Suddenly, all around them, the sound of gunfire ringed in their ears. They headed for Stromness as fast as they could. The British ships tried to pull the German ships ashore, but they failed to pull all of the ships shore. Out of 72, 54 sank. Nine people from the German ships were shot by the British. Some of the boats were scrapped and some were still there today. Slowly the ship started to sink, turning over to show their red gleaming bottom. The screeching of metal caused earache as the mast flattened against the deck and bubbles of air reached the surface of the water. Families watching gasped in horror as the flow was dotted with bo- boats turning over and sinking. Everything that could float off the German ships was bobbing on the surface of the water, covering the flow with goods. John Tulloch's uncles went down to the shore to collect anything that would be any value to them. Three British soldiers and a corporal were also helping themselves, as it was a bit of a free-for-all. By this time, a lot of German ships had sunk, and all the parents who were on the shore worried sick about what was happening, one of which was Mrs Tate, a mum of one of the children aboard the Flying Kestrel, Kitty Tate. Mrs Tate ran home as fast as she could to inform her eldest child, James Robert. Mrs Tate burst into his room and said, James Robert, you'll never guess what the Germans are doing to the ships. He replied, I know what they're doing. And if that had been the British, you'd have said, what brave men. We've heard the story, and now let's take a moment to think about those lost that fateful day. P7 Fiddlers have composed pieces of music to commemorate the seven wrecks that still lie on the seabed of Flow. section of the show where folk can phone in and ask for their favourite songs, but only if they fit in with the theme of the day. Today our theme is Scapa Flow for obvious reasons and we have three callers on the line. Firstly, we have caller one, Sandy Shore from Hawaii. Hi there. So Sandy, what is your your Scapa Flow tune and tell us why you have chosen it? Well, I have chosen Orinoco Flow by Enya as I listen to this when I go out fishing on the flow. Well, it sure is a beautiful tune. So here we have the Orinoco flow. That was beautiful. Now on to Caller 2, Ivor Sandcastle. Hi Ivor, what like the day? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. So what is the song you'd like to request? It's the new Chris Dreves song, Scapa Flow 1919, and I chose it as it was written especially for this day. Ivor, what a great choice. Here it is, Scapa Flow 1919.
1: To build this fleet
0: piece of music created especially for today. Now our last caller, Iona Boat, is on the line with their special Scapa Flow request. Hi Iona. Good morning. What is your special request today? It is a classic flow tune, Lonely Scapa Flow, by Ali Windwick, sung in 2016 by Kamen Doll, and accompanied by Douglas Montgomery, Ken and Faybury. Oh yes, I do indeed. Taught me how to play the fiddle when I was beady. Okay, so now we finish this section of the show with Lonely Scapa Flow, a beautiful tune.
1: Do you recall, my dear, how once you walked with me Across the warm brown hills towards the shining sea And how we lingered long upon the shore to See, beloved ships, come sailing up the flow? But that was yesterday, for now they come no more among the small green isles whereof oft they lay up yore and so we linger sadly By an empty shore and shed a tear for lonely Scapa Flow
0: After our musical interlude we go to P6 who are going to tell us the story of Drake's drum A phenomenon that adds mystery to the arrival of the German fleet in Scapa Flow Today, boys and girls, we have a very special visitor in from the National Maritime Museum. This is Dr. Snare, and he is here to tell you a story from the past about the Royal Oak. Miss, miss, isn't that the ship that sunk in Scapa Flow? With well, a death of 843 people? Want to buy a gem brain. Yes, yes, boys and girls. Now let's put our listening ears on and get ready for a fascinating story. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Dr. Snare. Long ago lived an English explorer called Sir Francis Drake. He wasn't only an explorer, but he was involved with pirates. Pirates, this story's heating up. Fortunately, he decided to turn his life around and was the first Englishman to circumnavigate around the world and the second person ever to do it. He not only did this once, but he did it twice. What does circumnavigate mean? It simply means that he sailed around the world. He took with him his snare drum which is important later in this story. Wow, that's cool! After this amazing accomplishment, he received the great honour of being knighted by the Queen herself in 1581. From this point onwards, he was no longer known simply as Francis Drake, but he was Sir Francis Drake. In 1588, Drake joined the English Navy as the Vice Admiral to fight against the Spanish Armada. What is the Spanish Armada? It was a fleet of 130 Spanish naval ships that were sent to attack England. Sir Francis Drake used his bravery to frighten the attacking rivals, forcing them to retreat into the North Sea, and the English followed in pursuit. That was really brave of Sir Francis Drake. Indeed, the English and Spanish continued to battle out at sea. Due to the continuing fighting and bad weather, less than half of the original fleet returned to Spain. What happened to Sir Francis Drake then? Sadly, at the age of 56, on the 28th of January 1956, Drake died of dysentery. What is dysentery? Dysentery is an infection of the intestines which leads to diarrhoea and a fever causing dehydration. Ew. On the night of January 27th, Drake struggled from his bed, insisting that he should put in his armour and die like a true knight. He died before dawn the next day. That's sad. Where is he buried? His body was placed in a lead coffin and given to the sea of Portobello, Edinburgh. While on his deathbed, he ordered that his drum be taken and hung in Buckland Abbey near Plymouth, Devon, where a replica still hangs today. The original being now housed in a climate-controlled room in central England. He vowed that if England should should ever be in danger from an enemy and someone were to beat upon the drum, he would return again to defend her shores. To Sir Francis Drake ever been seen? It's funny you should ask this. Apparently, it was heard three times last century. First in 1914, when the First World War started, four years later on the battleship Royal Oak, and again in the Second World War during the retreat from Dunkirk. Well, if so many men board the Royal Oak, surely it was one of the men beating drums. This is what the captain had assumed too. When they saw the German fleet approaching them through Scapa Flow, and heard the drum beat. They thought that they were under attack. The captain immediately ordered the ship to be searched from top to bottom for this mysterious drum and drummer to be found. Yet, after two detailed searches of the vessel by the officers and a further search by the captain, no drum was discovered. When the Germans then dropped anchor in Scapa Flow, the drumming ceased. I wonder if it will ever be heard again. We'll have to wait and see. Well that's it folks, 100 years ago today the German fleet was scuttled, a major part of Orphees and indeed the world's history. Thanks to everyone for their contributions. Thank you and cheerio for now and it's bye from me too. We finish with a tune composed by P7s to commemorate the scuttling of the German fleet.